Welcome back to episode three of Audibles with AW. BP missing tonight. But we'll be with him tomorrow for episode four. Got some stuff to go into today. Lots to go into. It's what they call Black Monday, the Monday right after the regular season, where there's a lot of a lot of things getting sorted out amongst organizations in the NFL. A lot of coaching firings, a lot of you know mix-ups, who's going where, a lot of that conversation, a lot of that talk. But we need to get into finishing fantasy football. Congrats to all of those who won their fantasy season. Outstanding. I'm a winner of two Super Bowls, the only two leagues I was in. Very grateful. Probably won't ever happen again winning uh, multiple Super Bowls and multiple leagues in the same year. Uh, but let's get right into it. We've got to talk about fantasy trash versus treasure. Let's get right into the treasure. Terry McLaurin. You're a treasure, my friend. Terry McLaurin, being on the Redskins, had a great year. Absolutely outstanding year for the rookie. He could turn into a wide receiver one for the Redskins. I thoroughly believe that. We've seen we've seen a bits and pieces of Dwayne Haskins of how he can look of, of what greatness he can bring. I'm just not sold on him as a, a quarterback of the future. I'm just not right now. I know he was great at Ohio State. He had a great year. I know they they took him really high, but uh, I'm just I'm not sold on him. I'm not sold on him, but I am a believer in Terry McLaurin. He was a very he was a go-to target with you know all the QB shakeups amongst the skins. We're gonna see what happens with uh, how Dwayne Haskins does, or do they go a different route with Riverboat Ron, uh, most likely being announced earlier um, or later in the week rather, as the Redskins' next head coach. So that'll be an interesting story. A lot to pay attention to in the offseason with that. Now, let's talk about some trash. Baker Mayfield, man. Baker Mayfield. Wonder why I got this trash bin right here. And that's why, because we're putting all the trash in this trash bin. Baker Mayfield. Maybe Freddie Kitchens was part of the problem. You wanted to call the offense. You thought things were going to go the right way. I, I, I don't know what to say about the Browns. I know I've, I've, I've trashed on them the last two episodes, and I'm going to continue. I don't know who they're going to get for a head coach, but that team on paper should be in the playoffs like everyone thought they would be at the beginning of the year. So many people were so high on this team, and I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I was very 50-50. I was excited. Don't get me wrong. I was very excited when Baker Mayfield came in last year and filled in for Tyra Taylor and won against the Jets. That was exciting. That was Cleveland Super Bowl last year. That was, you know, the Browns being on the up. Uh, the, you know, as soon as they got rid of Hugh Jackson, there was, you know, more, uh, more to be excited about. This season, just so disappointing. And that's why you have to go back-to-back -back trash OBJ. But I'm going to give OBJ a little break. Even though he's going in the trash can, the trash bin, it's because of Baker Mayfield. I think OBJ is going to be traded. I know they've come out, John Dorsey has come out and said, no, 
It's not what we plan on doing. But we heard the same thing from the Giants last year regarding OBJ. How do you trade away OBJ? Well, guess what? Dave Gettleman sitting up in the stands getting picks and players for him during the combine or the draft. I think it was the combine. And they made it happen. So I think OBJ's on the move. I think he's going to get traded. A lot of rumors about maybe the 49ers, but we'll see. Let's get into some more treasure, right? We can't just spend time on the trash. I don't want to go trash, 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 trash. We're going to talk about some treasure. Miles Sanders, high rookie on the running back list. Taken in a lot of second and third rounds this year. You're safe, my friend. Unbelievable. I drafted him in one of my leagues, and what a back half of the year he had. He had some high 20, 30-point games. And he's going to be the bell cow back in Philly next year. lot to be excited about. If you took him high, you had to be patient. You knew it was a work in progress, and it paid off. If you waited past week 10 when Jordan Howard, you know, it was very early in the year, Jordan Howard, there was a lot of talk after that three-touchdown game. And you just had to be patient. You could see Miles Sanders as the future. You could see how hard he plays uh, they drafted him for a reason, and Philly has a very bright future with Miles Sanders. David Johnson, man, what happened? Lots of hope and promises with a rebuilding Arizona team. Byron Leftwich left. He went to go be the offensive coordinator of the Bucks. We thought you were going to be used a lot more, man. I hope you have a bounce-back year. But, man, you're fantasy trash, bro. Your fantasy trash. And I hate to say it because I really do like David Johnson, but man, I thought Arizona would have used him more with Kyla Murray and, you know, having Christian Kirk come in his second year and keeping, would have opened some things up. You kept Larry Fitzgerald. Who knows if he comes back, but I'm sorry, but next year, Kenyon Drake's going to be high on a lot of boards from what he did with Arizona since he signed with them. So going to be very interesting. Aaron Jones, let's go, Aaron Jones, baby, treasure, treasure, and that made, that, that, he's made the Packers, uh, him and Jamal Williams have made the Packers a very balanced attack, very balanced attack, there was talk of a more balanced attack, less, uh, you know, uh, you know, fun and gun throw it approach, Obviously, you have Aaron Rodgers, you have the, you know, Devontae Adams. But when Matt LaFleur was hired as the coach, there was a lot of talk in the offseason that they're going to bring a very, very balanced approach. We saw some great things from Aaron Jones, and we knew what we were going to get with him, but we didn't know we were going to get what we actually got. Unbelievable back, unbelievable year. He carried a lot of people far. Melvin Gordon, man. You almost pulled. I thought you were pulling a Le'Veon Bell. You came back, and people were excited, and you turned on some good performances. But I think Phillip Rivers is gone. Chargers should have never left San Diego. I think they're going rebuild mode. They have a lot of bright pieces on defense, but I think they're going to go rebuild mode. Um, Anthony Lynn, the head coach, he's going to stay. I think they maintain a lot of their staff, but I think 
from a player personnel standpoint, they're going to end up changing some things. I think Melvin Gordon's going to be on a different team. I think Phillip Rivers is going to be on a different team. You might end up seeing a wide receiver or two get traded for some high picks. Uh, depending on what they want to address, they need offensive linemen. Um, you know, some key pieces on defense getting older. You might see them get rid of, you know, some key defensive pieces you've heard of for a bit. But Melvin Gordon, I don't know. Maybe next year on a new team, new change of scenery will help you. Ryan T, where you going? You're a treasure, my friend. Who would have thought that Ryan Tannehill would have replaced Marcus Mariota halfway through the year and brought the Titans to the playoffs? Unbelievable Ryan Tannehill. Incredible. Balled out. If you had him after week 12, you cashed in. You cashed in for sure. It'll be interesting to see what he will do in New England Saturday night, 8-15 for wildcard weekend, which we'll get into later. Adam Gase. I share the same name as you, and it's it's quite sad. Adam Gase. You could put Sam Darnold. You could put... The only bright spot, fantasy-wise, on the Jets' offense was Robbie Anderson. Adam Gase, you trash. Le'Veon Bell. He came up, Adam Gase, by the way, came out in a press conference and said, talk to so-and-so when he was asked multiple times, do you plan on keeping Le'Veon Bell? Do you want Le'Veon Bell to be back here next year? He said, ask so-and-so. I forget the name. Ask so-and-so. Le'Veon Bell, request a trade, my man. Request a trade. We were all high hopes. We were all high hopes. And, um, yeah, Le'Veon Bell. Poor guy. Derrick Henry, the king. The king. Derrick Henry, your rushing title winner. 2019 season, unbelievable. He is going to go off on New England this Saturday. We are going to have Derrick Henry. I know the Pats have a top rush defense, but you know I love to go out on a limb here, and you know I love to give these crazy, crazy-ass predictions, but I'm saying Derrick Henry, three touchdowns over 100 yards Saturday. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think the Patriots' offense is going to come out and prove that they need to get back to driving down the field. And I said this, I was at the Patriots game yesterday. And again, I've seen this multiple times against the Broncos and the Colts. Bill Belichick will have over a minute left in the first half. He'll have over a minute left, three timeouts, and he wants to run two run plays or kneel the ball. What are you doing? I get Bill Belichick. He's the greatest coach of all time. But that could have changed the outcome of that game. You could have a first-round bye if you used the three timeouts, went down, and at least kicked the field goal. It's a 27-24 game. If you kicked the field goal and went down in the first half, the game would have been tied. It would have been 27-27 possibly, and you would have gone into overtime and had a chance to win and secure a first-round bye. 
that haunted them. And there's been calls that Bill Belichick has had in the past that have haunted him. The fourth and two or fourth and three against the Colts on their own 38 or 40 yard line. So it's going to be interesting. I get it. But, you know, Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, you're going to have to get it together because the Titans have a good defense and they're coming in and they got the king coming to town. So it's going to be interesting. So that's fantasy trash or treasure. Let's get into the playoffs. Let's get right into the playoffs. We got Saints and Vikings. That's going to be a good game. Titans, Pats, Bills, Texans, Seahawks, Eagles. Starting off at 435 Saturday at Energy Stadium, Bills and Texans. I think the Bills are going to pull it out. I think the Bills are a grittier team. They're a couple of plays away from maybe being a 12-4, and 11-5 team. But I know we can, we can sit here and talk about Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, Kenny Stills, amazing year. Definitely worked out for them. Uh, I just, I don't know why the Texans got blown out at home against the Broncos with Drew Locke at the helm. And what is second game? I don't know. The Bills are a grittier team. Uh, I like Sean McDermott. The GM and the owner have been patient with Sean McDermott. I know there was talk previously about going into the season if he was the right guy for the job. But guess what? They were in contention for the AFC East at one point just a few weeks ago. 10-6, and six, making the playoffs. You know Bills Mafia is going to show up down in Texas. I think the Bills pull it out. I really do. I think it's going to be a very defensive game. The Bills defense wants to hit you. I think they're going to get to Watson. I could see a four or five sack day from the Bills. I'm just not sold on the Texans. I think they get bounced again. I think they get bounced again. I'm going to say a score of like maybe 24 to 21, 24, 20. Somewhere in that realm. Defensive game. I think you see offense come on later. When things get real tight, crunch time situations, I just don't see the Texans doing. I have the Bills advancing. Titans, Pats. Already gave it away with talking about King Henry, 2019 Russian title leader, holder. 9 and 7 Titans traveling up here, 8 15 on Saturday against 12 and 4 Pats. I think they're going to take it to them. The Titans did not think they would be in this position. And what better way to follow up a huge loss against Miami with another loss against a former Miami player? You could write that one. I'll take credit for that one when the newspapers write that. Going Titans 28-24. Why? Because you got to control the clock, keep Brady off the field, and I know the Titans defense is going to bring it. The key to every single Patriots game is to take it to Brady. Take it to him. You have to blitz him. You have to get pressure on him to win. 
if you don't bring pressure, if you keep bringing three and four man rushes over and over and over, and you don't mix it up and throw some blitzes in there and disguise, you know, disguise some coverages, he's gonna have a field day. Titans could easily lose this one, but you gotta run Henry. Henry needs a twenty-five or thirty touch game, and when they get inside the ten, you gotta keep handing it to Henry. You gotta feed the beast. Feed. One of the primary reasons, if not the primary reason, outside of resurgent Ryan Tannehill, you got to feed the reason why you're here, and that's because of Derrick Henry. Sitting Derrick Henry in Week 16 clearly paid dividends for the Titans because all they needed to do was win. He had 211 yards and three touchdowns, and you could see the same thing. I have him going over 100 yards and three touchdowns against the Patriots. As long as the Titans get down in the red zone and they feed Henry, they're going to win. Viking Saints. I don't know if you're going to have a Minneapolis miracle-like event again, but Saints 13-3 and against 10-6 Vikings. One of the better years from Kirk Cousins, considering that he was without Adam Thielen for a lot of this, you know, for a good portion of the season, not a lot of the season, but a good portion of the season. I don't know how you stop Breeze at home, though. You got to go with the Saints in this one. I know New Orleans is favored to win. And that's who I'm taking. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. 38-35. Breeze drives down, drives down late. Michael Thomas, unstoppable year. Congratulations to him. Just unbelievable. So consistent. Consistency is the key. That's why you got, you know, him, Julio Jones... Uh, you know, Stefan Diggs, just a lot of people, you know, breaking, breaking receiving records for not only their franchise, but for the NFL. It's an uh, incredible thing to see. And Michael Thomas is still so damn young. Uh, I, I, who knows how, long, how much longer Breeze plays? I think Breeze is going to play another year or two. If the Saints go on to win the Super Bowl, then I think Breeze retires. But I don't think the Saints. They could. After what we saw of Seattle last night, they could get to the bowl. I don't know if I'm going to change my Super Bowl pick, but we'll see. Saints over the Vikings. Seahawks and Eagles now. What a game last night. Uh, Seahawks and Niners. Great game. Clear pass interference at the end. Who knows how that game could have gone. Really concerned about the refs in the playoffs, but we're going to save that for another topic of discussion at a later date. But... Um, this is going to be interesting. They're in Philly. The Seahawks were my NFC Super Bowl prediction. That Seahawks defense needs work. I've said it all year. They have the talent. But they just can't find a way to close out games as needed. And the first half of that game was pretty ugly with how well San Fran went down the field and how well they utilized their running backs. It comes down to Russell Wilson versus Carson Wentz. Who are you going to take, Russell Wilson? I think it's going to be close, though. It would not surprise me, though, if Philly upsets Seattle. I know Seattle's favored, but Philly, 
I don't know. That city is like playoff football. They love it. You know they're going to... Philly's going to be ready to play. And remember, the last two times they got in as a wild card, man, they're the underdogs. They're going to rip out the dog hats again. You could see a Philly upset. But I'm still going to go Seattle. Very close game. Maybe 31-27, 31-28. It's going to be close. But like I said, it would not surprise me if Philly upsets Seattle. Lots of interesting coaching candidacy starting today. Uh, just about a few hours ago, Jason Garrett left his meeting with the Joneses in Dallas. I think I know the popular opinion is them getting rid of Jason Garrett. They're waiting to announce it. Why do I have a feeling they're going to keep him? Let me tell you why. Jason Garrett has the team. I think they have the, a lot of the right pieces in place. Granted, they didn't make the playoffs. But I can name a shit ton of worse coaches in the NFL than Jason Garrett. Let's face it. Would you rather go and hire a college coach with no or maybe minimal NFL experience from the past? Maybe they hop back to the college side and now they come back and they're ready? Do you go and get a veteran coach that maybe took their team to the playoffs? Jason Garrett's done the same thing. Jason Garrett helped build what the Cowboys have. Okay, and I know Jerry Jones has a lot to say he doesn't let the GM. I mean, they don't even have a GM, right? I don't know. A lot of people are saying don't read anything into this delay of what Dallas is deciding with Jason Garrett. It doesn't change the inevitable. It's still a matter of when, not if, referring to Garrett's departure uh, via David Moore at David Moore DMN on Twitter. Uh, some reports are, clear, uh, are, are preparing the Cowboys to completely clean house beyond Jason Garrett, so... Uh, you would see the end of Kellen Moore, the defensive coordinator. Uh, basically, the whole coaching staff is talk of them blowing up. But I'm going to go ahead and say do not. I know Jason Garrett's got to go. He's been in position for a while, but I'm 50-50 on it. And a little side of me thinks that the Jones, they're gonna, they may keep him. And it would be a shock. It'd be a shock to a lot of us, including myself, but I'm going to take the unpopular opinion and say they keep him. Maybe they give him one final year. Maybe they keep Garrett, but request or demand that he make the changes. I liked what I saw from Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator at the beginning of the year. However, that offense really sputtered um, in that latter middle part of the season. It's going to be interesting. And that's going to be a very sought-after position 
a lot of talk of Urban Meyer coming back to coaching and his connection to both the Browns and the Cowboys right now. Ron Rivera, most likely going to be announced as the Redskins head coach. I think this is a great move. I don't think Carolina should have gotten rid of Ron Rivera. If you go back to think before the days of Cam Newton and you know who they drafted and him being responsible three years ago for drafting Christian McCaffrey, they made the playoffs quite a bit with that, that team. He did make a Super Bowl appearance. It's only three or four years removed from that. I don't think the Panthers made the right move there. I think they should have kept Riverboat Ron. Maybe change the offensive coordinator. And you got to give it to him. Think about what he had to do. You get Cam Newton out after week two. You're inserting an undrafted rookie. You go on a big stretch of winning games. Granted, it's not a winning season, but there was a lot of promise there. And you got to give it to him. You got to give it to Riverboat Ron for, for working with what he had to work with. I don't think they should have got rid of him, but I think it's going to be a good move on the Skins part. Now, I know Dan Snyder loves to control that team, so I know he had a lot of say in the Dwayne Haskins pick. But I just, uh, I think you need to let the new GM, they got rid of Bruce Allen, whoever you hire as the new GM, you got to let him and Riverboat Ron control how they go about the offseason, the draft. Dan Snyder... You gotta stay out of it. You gotta let you, you gotta let your GM and your your coach do their job. You can't be involved. You can't be like Jerry Jones and you know have your have your hand in every single thing that goes on. Browns coach, who is it going to be? Like I said earlier, a lot of connections to Urban Meyer being that coach. Possibly uh, Mike McCarthy. Could interview for that job. I know they tried to interview him last year. They didn't. I don't know the reasoning behind it, but I know they tried to get together before. You could see Mike McCarthy go that way. They need accountability. Uh, BP and I had talked about them getting rid of Kitchens. Obviously, they did get a sense that there was no accountability in that locker room. I don't know Baker Mayfield. I think he was. I think he's part of the problem. I really do. I'm just not sold. I I said this before. Baker Mayfield. You saw him on Hard Knocks. You saw him on Hard Knocks. This humble personality. Yes, I'll sit behind Tyrod Taylor. I'm going to learn. Gets inserted as the starter against the Jets. Come back. Wins that game. Is announced a starter moving forward. This offseason, they get all those pieces. They trade for Olivia Vernon. They get OBJ. You can have David Njoku, another trash player. Big expectations, didn't do shit. You have that de the defensive player. You have Denzel Ward, unbelievable ball player, comes back. Didn't impress this year. A lot of issues, a lot of personalities. You're going to need a hard-nosed coach. You get, someone's going to have to go in there. And work with that team. And, you know, that team, like I said, they should be in the playoffs this year. And they're not. But that's going to be a very, very sought after uh, coaching job. With all that talent and how young they are. They're one of the youngest teams in the NFL. Man. 
What else? Let's talk about this Dolphins game. So I was there. Shout out to my brother-in-law, Eric, who got some tickets from work, invited me, and I went. And it was one of the best experiences of my life seeing the Dolphins ruin the bye for the Pats. Seeing the Chiefs snatch that up with their win over the Chargers. You could have heard a pin drop when Fitzmagic threw that pass to Jacecki in the back of the end zone. Unbelievable. And I said it earlier, having over a minute left with three timeouts in the to close out the first half haunted them. Yes, need the ball. You don't want to pick six. You don't want to turn over. Maybe, you know, a fumble happens and you give the ball back. I get it. But guess what? It's football. Don't play scared. Think about all the teams that end up going for it more and they have success. It could change the outcome of the game. And it could have if Bill B and Josh McDaniels just decided to go down the field with that time, at least get in the field goal range, get a field goal. And think about it. You're playing against the Dolphins 4-11 team. We know Brady can slice and dice when he wants to and needs to. And they didn't utilize him. So I don't know what to say. That's a questionable call. Real questionable call. Outside of that, let's get into what we have planned. So after the playoffs, you know, we're going to be doing some more episodes discussing, you know, the playoffs, you know, who our predictions are for the Super Bowl. But I can't wait for the offseason. The offseason is my Christmas. You got the Combine. You got the launch of free agency. That's Christmas Day, like Christmas Day in itself. Then you got the draft. Then you go to, you know, mini camps, training camps. Go to, go to please, please NFL. Go to two preseason games. This four has got to end. I hope that's discussed at the league meetings this year. There's no need for four preseason games. 99% of fans will agree with me. Uh, they just need to get, you know, do one or two. There's no need. And it's just a big fucking waste of time, in my opinion. So they need to get rid of it. But in March, we're going to be doing a lot. March is going to be a very, very busy month for the podcast. It's a ways away, but we have it planned out. What we want to do is I want to meet with a fan or fans. could be multiple times. But we want to cover 32 teams, all 32 teams, with their best and most passionate fans over the 31 days in March. And we're going to talk everything about that team. I want to do an hour, two-hour episode on every single team in the NFL. And part of that story, what's interesting is, I believe for the last, it's been a while, but for, I forget how many years in a row, but four teams that did not make the playoffs the previous year end up making the playoffs the following. So there's going to be a lot. There's going to be some upcoming teams. I think the Browns should be one of those teams next year if they hire the right coach they get the right personnel in there they have another you know good draft or they they hire get they take on some key pieces in free agency with how young and talented that team is as long as baker mayfield cleans up his ego a bit they should be one of those teams in the playoffs in 2020 but we're going to talk about every team we're going to talk about free agency what draft picks they have, how many picks they have, who they should go up and get. Uh, should they give away some of their draft capital? 
Um, so I, we want to cover every single team over the 31 days in March. I want to launch an episode or two every day uh, in March. So even if we have to do it you know, beforehand in February, get into March, I want to do it. So if you want to be on the pod, come then. I already know we got BP talking about the Giants. We're going to have Eric talk about the Dolphins. We're going to have Gulam talk about the Patriots. I want to get Joey Fats on to talk about the Broncos. I want to talk about every team in March. Uh, that's my favorite time of year. I love combine and draft. I love the draft. Draft is probably a step ahead of free agency for me in terms of excitement. So we want to do that. So if you want to be on the pod, let's get it done. Hit me up. DM us. Give us a follow. We got so much more to talk about, and we'll be back tomorrow with BP. We've got some good things to talk about. Very exciting week. Am I going to be right about Derrick Henry running all over the pads? Probably not, but another unpopular opinion of mine. Think Drew Brees is going to cruise against the Vikings. Seahawks over the Eagles, but don't be surprised if the Eagles upset them. We could get the Carson Wentz of a few years ago. But we'll see. So, thank you again for tuning in to this quick episode. And we will see you later. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy, A.W. Please, please, please share the podcast. This is just the beginning. We really appreciate you tuning in. Stay tuned for more. We greatly, greatly appreciate your support. Hope you have a good one.